1: Welcome to Creative Principles, I'm your host, Brox Winson. In this podcast, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, and more, where we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and methods of a creative life. This episode is brought to you by freelancerclass.com. At Freelancer Class, you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money as a writer, marketer, graphic designer, virtual assistant, or an accountant from the comfort of your own home. Make a little extra money or replace your income at freelancerclass.com. In this interview, the screenwriter of Sicario, Heller Highwater, and Wind River, Taylor Sheridan, talks about why he left acting on the show Sons of Anarchy to write the dark thriller Sicario. The writer talks about finding your value as a creator, telling his own stories, where he finds the subject matter for these timely films, and how to write in a way where you don't waste a word. Sicario 2 also comes out in 2018.
2: I was on as an actor. I was on a TV series and been on it for a couple of years. And we were we were in the in the process of renegotiating. Um, and I had one idea of what I was worth, and and they had an idea that was vastly different. And um, my my wife was pregnant and I was doing the math and, um, I was realizing that, uh, you know, I was going to be living in a two bedroom apartment in Hollywood for the rest of my days. And I didn't want to raise my kid there. And, um, and I'd also kind of reached a point to where I was really tired of telling other people's stories. I wanted to tell my own. Um, and so I, I quit the show and, uh, Sold about everything I owned and got down and wrote Sicario. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what was kind of the process after that? It got, I got—I remember like seeing the film. Um, was it was last year, and then it got great reviews and incredible cast. Um, what was kind of the process like after you wrote that film? Like, what was the next step and how did it get made? Well, you know. the 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 next step with, with that film
2: specifically or, or, or the next step uh, with the... yeah with that with that one specifically. Well that one, you know, that good scared people. Um it really scared people, didn't want to touch it. Um you know, it 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 unfolded in a very unconventional sense. It it really played with the notion of who's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um I did some, some things character wise that are very unusual in film. You know, I, the only character who arcs is Kate, who is assertive for the audience and is completely passive. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, which is a metaphor for, for the American consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a female lead, uh, which terrified. Uh, studios, you know, coupled with how dark the subject matter was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing was that once uh, Basil wanted the producer uh, who did the town, and and, and he read it, and um, those things didn't concern him at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he went out to uh, directors. We went to Denise Villeneuve, um, was the first director who read it, and. Um, He fell in love with it, and, I mean, it came together incredibly fast uh, after that. Uh, It was the challenge of finding someone, you know, who believed in it. And then once, you know, once someone stuck their foot in the pool, then everyone jumped in. Where did that original idea come from? I mean, it just came from a, there were a few things that I, I wanted to
0: explore, but it was,
2: it was really this notion of, you know, the rule of law and, and its sort of convenient application um, based on perception and circumstances. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a war happening with our closest economic and cultural neighbor mm-hmm. um, that took as many lives as Vietnam in half the time or at least as, as the American casualties, and mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> you had to hunt to find a news article about it, right? Um, and I thought that was because we were ignoring it because we don't have an answer, you know, mm-hmm. it's an this unsolvable problem that that ultimately rests with you know the consumer. Uh, you know, that's the ultimate responsibility. I think there's mm-hmm. no. You know, if drug, uh, if drug cartels tried to sell asparagus, they'd be out of business. You know?
0: But, but they what was, something people uh-huh. really want. Uh-huh. What was some of the research like involved for that first film? I
2: mean, there was a lot of reading. There was a lot of... Uh, I spent a lot of time with some with people in the FBI and, and, um, and some... Some guys in the military who have been involved in various missions and operations in various parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing's pure fiction. It's not based on any event. Um, But, yeah, there was a a fair amount of boots on the ground work that I did. Um, And uh, I I had my own version of a deep throw on that. For Mexico. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I, I wanted it to be, you know, it was fictitious, I wanted it to represent, you know, actual things that have happened. Because mm-hmm. it, it is, there are so many people who have been affected by it, you know, it's just simply dramatize something um, for the sake of doing it felt
0: false to me for that one, for any of them, really. Yeah, so both of or both of the films that, that we've seen, the new film Hell or High Water, um, these are gritty stories with really like gray areas of good and bad. Um where what makes you want to tell that those type of stories and then if you can just kind of elaborate more about your thought process on that genre and and what genre it is? Well, um,
2: you know, I I've I've met so few I don't know if I've ever met anyone that's purely good or purely evil myself. Um, I think most most of us live in some varying degrees between the two, um, and uh, and so I, I, you know, to me, you know, this purely good individual or purely bad individual that's a that's a comic book, that's a fantasy, um, and I don't do fantasy. Mm-hmm. I really want to reflect you know, the world as I see it. Um, and, and, and play with the notion of who am I rooting for? I think it's, you know, a, a bit of a last frontier. Everyone's seen so many movies and the audience is so educated. Um, you know, the one thing that, and having been an actor for so long and, you know, I got to where you could you pull five pages out of any script and hand them to me. I'll tell you what the whole thing's about. Um, I just wanted to really demolish the notion of of who am I rooting for and really, really, really challenge the audience. Um, uh, and sometimes they like the guy that ain't too good. Sometimes, you know, they're very frustrated with the guy who is good. Sometimes the clear zero says some pretty bad things. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think for me, it's been a long time really unimportant work as an actor. Um, mm-hmm. It was important when I started writing that I try to make movies that are obviously entertaining or, or, or no one's going to see it. But, you know, they really make you think. Um, that's my goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for me, these, these movies resemble, or the closest thing to them, they're kind of a modern Western, like the Cormac McCarthy or Coen Brothers film. Um, what are some of your influences when writing films, either through literature or other movies? Well, Cormac McCarthy is
2: a massive influence on me. I, I, I was just talking about this a minute ago. I, you know, I, um, the, the novelists have influenced me the most, um, and you can you can think you you know, Larry gift with creating these incredibly. Well-defined characters in a really brief period of time. Um, Corman probably does the same thing. Corman is so spare in his writing, and, and, and yet there's such a, a kind of a desolate eloquence to it. And there's and, uh, such a he's got such a gift, a talent for balancing a tone and, and, and the landscape as a as a character. Um,
0: and, and these are you know, these are things that I really aspire to do. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of being an actor, uh, you mentioned earlier just you want to make something better. In what other ways has your acting shaped film, uh, does it change the way you write characters, things like that?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I I spent my life as an actor doing, you know, mostly television, you know, guest starring on this and recurring on that. And, you know, when you do that on episodic television, you're just plot moving. You're just, you know you're they went that away. You know, that's your job. Um, okay. and um and so I, I you know, kind of almost like this, you know, teenage rebellious nature in me. I I there's almost no plot in my in my films. I try and come up with an extremely simple plot. So I don't have to explain it. Um but I can really focus on making a journey to get there um rich and reflective and, and focus on the characters. Um I, I've, because I've spent so much time trying to make, you know, very perfunctory dialogue, mm-hmm. found interesting, I try to write, really, I try to find very interesting ways to say ordinary things. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and, it, and it lets the actor, you know, really build a character, even for smaller roles. Um, mm-hmm. And and um, gives me a little freedom to explore relationships in a, in a way that, you, you know, you necessarily don't you you have to invent that opportunity you know there would there would have been a way to make a waitress um get a big tip from Toby that didn't become tethered to you know the security of her family uh and you didn't see that hope of you know that sense of desperation of needing someone to help her you know i mean there was you know you just gotta to dig as deep as you want um and so I try and dig as deep for, for oh, a character that appears in one scene as I do for the main characters. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a there's a bit of mystery with, uh, especially Toby, but Toby and Tanner, and we kind of some of that gets resolved throughout the film. Um, how much backstory is involved, and then and how much do you want to keep a mystery for the viewers? Well, I
2: mean as a writer, you can't write where they're going if you don't know where they've been um, I don't necessarily know that it's important that the audience know where they've been um even though it's fascinating for all of us to wonder uh and so as as it's relevant to understanding it um, you know you let that leak out um and and obviously with Toby and Tanner. You know, their their have shaped them, and mm-hmm. so then they are and aren't today. And and um and so you need just enough information to understand what could possibly have done that, and um mm-hmm. so that you can you know
0: fully digest the consequences. Um you've had some like huge names in your films. Do you ever write characters for specific actors or do you or do you solely write based on a character i mean
2: it's it, it, for certain ones it's hard not to you know it's it, it, it's um you can certainly have someone in mind and i and I have um, and yet then the character. The character ultimately becomes its own thing, you know, uh, and, and, they, and they take on—they get their own personalities and they take on their own.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, lives, listen. you know, in your head. Uh huh. I want to look kind of on the logistics of your writing for a little bit. What are some of your writing rituals when it's just you alone in the room? Um. Well, I, it's like I don't I don't want a wasted word.
2: I I, um, I don't outline. Um, I, I, so I like to go on the journey. Um, and uh, you know my 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 writing style is to not have to rewrite. I kind of rewrite as I write. So if I was to sit down and write the first five pages of a uh, of a new screen, Let's say, well, the next day I start at page one I start reading through it, and, and I may spend three days refining those five pages, Then you end up completely changing and you end up being distilled down to two, and it kind of accordions out like that. And the funny thing is, by oh, it always seems to happen just a little bit past the midway point of the second act, if it's just a three-act structure, that, that it, it starts to really write itself, you know, and the tone mm-hmm. is so clear. A lot of times the tone will become so clear you have to go back and and refine what you've already done that led to it. Um,
0: so that's 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 my process. Mm-hmm. What do you find to be the most difficult step in the writing process? It's that bridge. It's that it's that middle of the
2: second act because that's when any mistake you made early on in the first act or in world that's where they pop their heads, you know, and so you know if you hit that wall of logic or 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 you know, the emotional journey of the of the character you know starts to feel like it's wavering, the problem isn't there the problem's thirty pages back and, mm-hmm. and um and for me that's what happens with every screenplay like that's the spot and you can either you know try to write around it um or or you have to you know kind of gut check and order things up and, and and go back and kill something you probably really liked. Um, that seems to be what I always have to do. Someday I'll assemble all of what I think are some of the best scenes I've ever written, none of which seem to make it into the, the, the final drafts of the, of the script. And I'm just going to piece them together, and it'll look like an almond film or a, a mess or something. <laughs>
0: um, what's something you wish you had known you know, before you started screenwriting, or like, what's the one key takeaway a new writer could, could start doing tomorrow to make their writing better?
2: Well, I was, you know, I sat because I had, I had been in the business for so long and I had seen the consequences of, you know, a, a plot hole or a character flaw um, or something that wasn't fully developed or, or or whatever the case may be. And I had suffered that as the actor and then seen it on the screen on um, Television and witnessed it. Uh, I sat down and was pretty merciless to myself from the you know from the first day I wrote the first thing. I told myself I don't have any idea how to do this, um, but I've spent 20 years spending most of my time reciting lines from people that that took shortcuts. Uh, don't take a shortcut. You know, don't try to be great. Write the movie. I always write the movie I want to go see. Mm-hmm. I just assume someone else will want to see it too. i, I I've, I've ne- I, I just never, even though some things may sound smart, but the goal can't ever be, it's got to be saying what you want to say the way you want to say it. It's really, mm-hmm. I think that to be a, a really good screenwriter, you have to be kind of selfish. You have to write just for you. And, because and, um, you'll be your toughest credit But trying to guess what someone else is going to like or want. That's such a movie target. Um, so, and you'll and you'll find yourself you know, I find myself, you know, trying to write something that I said, Oh wouldn't this this would be so whatever it'll be and it's always false and it always gets erased. Um it's just constantly reminding reminding yourself that you know, you gotta write one you wanna see and you can't waste a word. You can't everything has to be moving this world you're creating forward.
0: Okay, I think we're coming up on time. She's got one or two more for you. Um, are there any movies that you have to watch every year, like a favorite that you have to see every year?
2: You know, The Insider is is uh is one of my favorite films. Um it's you know, the screenplay was sensational, the acting's incredible, the camera work, the the simplicity of some of the camera work. Um and yet the unusual angles they chose to help enhance a sense of mood and a sense of, you know, a shift in power between characters. And it's so subtle. Um, you know, it's just finished Michael Mann. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the unforgiven is another one that I, you know, where he took a genre and just demolished it, um, to the point that it looked like no one would ever make a Western again. Um, and, uh, and, and the way with which the simplicity, again, with which that was achieved, um, was really. Those no, those are two films that I I go back to a lot.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter to get your free download of the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block, which includes advice from writers such as Aaron Sorkin. William Monahan and Carrie Fukunaga. The newsletter will also keep you up to date on future episodes, new articles, and more. Sign up at brockswinson.com. B R O C K S W I N S O N.com.